This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 839, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 23rd, and Wednesday, December the 30th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 839. This is our Comic Reviews episode for two weeks, weeks of December the 23rd and December the 30th, uh, finishing off all the releases from 2021, uh, sorry, 2020, I should say, and this is, uh, although it's interesting, it's both technically the last reviews episode um, of comics that were released in 2020, but it's also technically the first release uh, reviews episode that I release uh, in, like, what, over two weeks, Um I think the last time I had one come up was like 17 days ago, so technically it's the first uh, reviews episode I've actually posted in 2021. Uh, so let's just uh, get right into it. Let's talk about December the 23rd. Some of the books that did come out that I'm not talking about include Action Comics, uh, Batman Superman, uh, Bat Knight, sorry, Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn, uh, Batman Beyond, uh, Black Adam uh, Endless Winter Special, which was, what, Chapter 8 of the overall storyline, um, Challenge of the Super Sons Number 2, uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Secret Origin, number one, uh, Detective Comics, Doctor Doom, Excalibur, uh, King in Black, uh, King Size Conan, Marvel, uh, Red Hood, Spider Woman, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, U.S. Agent, Wonder Woman, and I believe that was it. Uh, that came out that particular week. Uh, I read three books. Woo! Uh, I read uh, Amazing Spider Man 54.lr, um, which was. I don't know. I found it a little bit frustrating, to be honest. I think, in general, I'm fine. I'm getting myself more frustrated with it. Um, like, I don't even know what the point of this was. Like, I don't know. It just felt weird. This was Fallen Order Part 5. Ostensibly, it's about the uh, the Order of the Spider, or whatever they're called now. Um, this is written by Nick Spencer and Matthew Rosenberg, with artwork by Federico Vizzantini and Takeshi Miyazawa. But also... It's weird that it's not, they're not, I'm looking at the credits right now. I don't believe they actually credit the fact that you also have um, Sal Buscema and like, what, three or four pages? I think it's four pages lifted completely from, uh, I think it's Spectacular Spider-Man 200. Um, I think that was the issue. I I, I think I'm pretty sure it is. But, you know, there was so much good stuff by that, by Jam and Mateus and Sal Buscema in that period. So they're just lifting pages here. And as far as I can tell, they're not crediting them, uh, which just feels like a weird editorial oversight and kind of bothersome that you're not crediting when you're completely lifting and it's it's more weird too obviously because you know uh classic four color comics of the day and then you have the more modern comics and their coloring and it's just it's night and day what i also find interesting is that the the storytelling is so good by Sal Buscema, and then you go to a modern artist and it's still good but it's not the same and it's just it's just interesting to see how storytelling has changed and evolved and not not always for the better and so you have you know, kind of the showdown between Sin Eater and the, the Order of the Spider. Again, I think that's what they're called. You have the, you know, maybe death of, of uh, Julia Carpenter as Madame Webb, who I don't even know who, if anyone really cares. Uh, and I guess he gets the, uh, Sin Eater takes on the visions that she was getting. Um, I just, I don't know what the point of this was. And then you have the Sin Eater kill himself. And then there's like a giant beam of energy. And I'm, I'm not even sure what that means. And, uh, and then you have kind of Kindred show up, show up and kind of take everyone down. You have uh, we the, res- the resolution here that uh, Osborne's still Osborne and everything was kind of a feint, which is kind of too bad because it was almost more interesting if he had been changed um, and he's working with the Kingpin. And I don't know. I just I found myself not really caring and just being kind of bored by the whole thing and not really feeling engaged, which is really unfortunate because I want to be engaged. Uh, next up is Injustice Year Zero, number 13. And... 
this is this continues to be you know an enjoyable romp. Um, maybe in some ways less enjoyable than some of the others that were a little bit more character centric. Um, but there's still a lot of good stuff here. It's written by Tom Taylor, artwork by Rose Antonio. Uh, continues to be a fun Injustice Year Zero story. And last but not least, from the 23rd, we have Maestro Number Five, uh, which is not the end because uh, we're gonna we're gonna get more. There's gonna be Maestro War and Packs coming up January the 20th. So another story all about um, uh, what's coming next. Uh, for the maestro and how it all kind of leads in, um, loved this this tale. Um, kind of seeing how maestro, you know, basically became the maestro. Hulk really took on the, the mantle of the maestro. How uh, his version of the world started to take hold. Um, I really like the um, uh, the backup though, the relics story. This is part three of three. Uh, it's just beautifully rendered. Um, I really like the haunting images of Rick Jones talking to the ghosts of you know all the heroes past. I thought that was incredibly moving. And uh, upsetting, but uh, yeah, this was a, a great issue, very enjoyable, right from the beginning. Um, that's just to credit the cre- uh, the creative team. We have Adele Keown and Jason Keith doing the art and color art, respectively, on the relics backup, and on the main story, it's been Herman, Herman Peralta and Jesus Ebertov on art and color art, respectively. And then you have Peter David writing it, and uh, you know this is his character, this is his baby. It's interesting to kind of have this. This is how the story goes. It's interesting how. How Hercules dies, how it's all handled, how uh, you know Maestro ends up taking on and uh, taking on the Maestro. Sorry, Hulk takes on the on the Maestro moniker. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was interesting. Uh, next up, we have December thirtieth releases. Um, so there were new issues of Avengers. Did not read that yet. Uh, new, there was a Batman Annual. There was Challenge of the Super Sons, Dark Knights, Death Metal, The Last Fifty Two, War of the Multiverse, Number One. I gotta say, I don't care about these books, and I've tried to. I've tried to read some of them. At least the Tales of the Dark Multiverse. I'm, you know, they're fine, kind of fun, weird, twisted, dark done in ones. But um, the whole Dark uh, Dark Metal, Dark Knights Metal, or whatever it is, I just I find myself not really caring. I don't really like what's going on. I don't even. I can't follow it half the time. I just, I'm so bored by the whole kind of big story about Perpetua and then the Batman who laughs. Like, I'm just done with those characters, and that seems to be all Snyder can write about, and so I'm kind of done with Snyder until he writes something new. Uh, we got Ghost Rider, Return of Vengeance, number one, by Howard Mackey, um, and um, Salteris. Let's see what else we got. We had a Ginny Hicks special, um, number one, Justice League Endless Winter, number two. Um, which, you know, I, I haven't been enjoying a lot of the Endless Winter stuff. Uh, we got King and Black, Iron Man, Doom, number uh, one. I haven't read this yet, but it looks pretty fun uh, by the looks of it. I uh, got King and Black, Namor, number two. Uh, Power Pack, number two. Uh, Shang-Chi, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Dark Knight's Metal, uh, Werewolf by Night. And you got a new issue of X-Men. Uh, what did I read? That's a good question. Um, what did I read? I only read two books. That's crazy. I read Amazing Spider-Man 55. Uh, this is by Nick Spencer and with Patrick Leeson on art. Um, so, again, I feel like reading this book, I don't know how you read it without the LR issues. Because they kind of made it like, well, the LR is what's going on at the same time, but you don't necessarily need it. But I feel like you kind of do, because otherwise characters just kind of come in and out, and like you wouldn't know why the Order of the Spider has you know fallen and all the characters have kind of been captive. Um, so I, th- I feel like you'd be missing something. Uh, so this is all about kind of MJ confronting Harry, which is interesting, and, you know, Peter doing everything he can to kind of fight Harry when he thinks that MJ is going to be threatened, which you know, is always interesting to kind of see. Um, I thought it was interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know where they're going to go with MJ and this conversation here. It's really interesting 
because and I, I will defer to the Amazing Spider Talk podcast. They uh, on their Patreon episode were really la- uh, laying into this issue for the editorial inconsistencies for the fact that this is supposed to be the big ending of a storyline where really it doesn't feel like the ending at all. And um, there is you know an editorial note that's completely incorrect, so that's a little bit frustrating. Um, I like that we're getting more and more shades of uh, one more day, but I feel like. Can we just get to the point already? And I don't feel like I feel like we just keep spinning our wheels and we're not getting there. And like, there's a great uh, spot here where you know um, uh, Kindred's saying to you know Peter, like you did this to me, and then you have this this remembrance of we asked to friends in a brand new day, and then right when you know you have this great silhouette by Patrick Gleason uh, as he's about to like I guess rip into Peter more, and just this off-panel kind of comment of he doesn't remember, and like come on, everyone's like. Does this mean MJ knows? Does she remember everything? And what does this mean? But it's not really followed up on. And then you immediately have Norman show up. And it's like, again, the whole him being you know changed didn't matter. I, I just don't buy this stuff. And, you know, quote unquote, it looks like MJ dies. Obviously, she's not going to die not like this. Um, and then you have, you know, everyone kind of moving in for the kill, so to speak. Um, and so it feels like uh, so much is about to happen. So how can you call this the end of a storyline? It's like, you know, this is, this is the end. This is the last issue in the checklist. So what? The next is now we're just moving on to a new storyline? But it's not over. Like, this issue literally ends with Kindred and, and Norman about to fight each other, with Fisk, you know, sending things in, and Peter, you know, freaking out, and MJ saying everything's going to be okay. How is that the end of a storyline? You're in the middle of a storyline. You can't say that's the end. That's ridiculous. Um, again, frustrating. And last but not least, we have Wolverine number eight, uh, which I very much enjoyed, um, and it, it felt like a nice antidote to, to uh, what, what else we got. It's uh, 35 pages. It's celebrating 350 issues of the best there is. Um, so you got a lot here, um, but it's very enjoyable. You got various different stories. Love the kind of the flashback style artwork. Um, you got Benjamin Percy writing it. Adam Kubert just killing it. Um, you got Antonio Fabella on color art. Um, and the prologue, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think, uh, is Benjamin Percy, Victor Bogdanovich, and Matthew Wilson, uh, which you can really tell as well. Uh, beautiful work there as well. So this remains probably one of the better looking books that you've, that we've seen. I mean, it's just, there's just something about the, the raw aesthetic of what Adam Kubrick can do. And then having a modern colorist that flourish over it, it is just so good. It looks fantastic. I just enjoyed it so much. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just great. So, uh, next time on our next reviews episode, we'll talk about books that came out on the, I want to say, 6th of January, and they include Amazing Spider-Man, Challenge of the Super Sons, Dark Knight's Death Metal, um, let's see, what else, uh, Eternals, Never Die, Never Win, uh, or is that the special edition of something that was published? There was Eternals number one, uh, Future State Harley Quinn, Future State Superman and Metropolis, Future State Swamp Things, Future State The Flash, Future State The Next Batman, Future State Wonder Woman, Generation Shattered, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hellions, House of L, Book One, The Shadow Threat, Injustice Year Zero, Iron Man, Ju- Juggernaut, King and Black, Return of the Valkyries, Modoc Head Games, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Sensational Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Star Wars, The High Republic, Star Wars, Symbiote Spider-Man, King and Black, Number Three, Symbiote Spider-Man, Marvel Tales, The Dreaming, Waking Hours, The Rise of Ultraman, Thor, Venom, and X-Factor. So uh, hopefully I'll have a chance to read some of those books and talk about them on our next reviews episode. You can always email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Uh, you can rate and 
review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Our next episode will be up with uh, John Dell in just a day or two uh, as he comes back to talk about the uh, not the, the latter half of his career, but basically everything from Koshchen onwards to the current uh, period. Uh, and then after that, we'll have another reviews episode, which will be episode, I guess, about 841. And then we'll move on to uh, a, hopefully a conversation talking about the premiere episode of WandaVision. So that's some good stuff coming up and uh, working on getting some reviews, interviews scheduled as well. So thanks again for listening to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. We will catch you next time. Bye-bye.